Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up? Good morning to you. Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. TJ Oshman's on. I'm Doug Gottlieb. We've got a bunch of stuff to get to. Lamar Jackson, not holding out, but there was an announcement basically. Hey, we're going to negotiate till the season starts and we're done talking. Uh, we'll discuss that later on this hour. We got to see Deshaun Watson play quarterback for the Cleveland Browns on Friday. We'll get to that. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys had 17 penalties in a preseason game. I want to get to that. But I do want to react to this uh, this video where Aqib Tlaib and his brother, right? Aqib Tlaib's brother is accused of shooting a youth football coach in Texas. And there's actual video of what looks like a melee, a bit of a fight. Where they're jumping this coach who's a bigger dude who was shot and killed at the scene. And then shots ring out. You can't clearly see a gun, although it's been labeled as Aqib Tlaib's brother, who apparently is a person of interest in, in the shooting. But, like, TJ, you, you <laughs> I just can't get over the fact that why are grown men, for, forget about the fact the dude got shot for just a second. My last youth football game ended like this. It was in a, in a brawl, right, where parents got into it with other parents as a kid. And then 
My son was playing last year, 12U, and there were some parents that were just the stuff that as much as basketball parents can get out of line, like football, it's a whole, it's a whole different level. This is a kid's scrimmage though, like a youth football scrimmage and coaches are going at it and somebody gets shot and killed. Like what, how did we get to this place? It sucks, man, because a man lost his life trying to coach his son and others over you football. I, I don't care what happened, what was going on. He lost his life over looking back on it and everybody involved. Something that was minor in the grand scope of he's no longer here. We got to do better. And I was just at a youth football game a couple weeks ago out here in California, and a melee started. And I played Peacemaker. And a melee started, and one of the guys, part of the reason the melee started was uh, he was accused of messing with young kids, and he was just recently arrested. And I guess one of the guys that approached him, he had a family member that he supposedly molested, but... We got to do better when it comes to at these youth events because a man just got killed. A son saw his father on the field dead. Well, a whole team did. But a son I, no, I, saw I, his I, dad I, I, I get it, passed like, away on the field. And just 10 minutes prior, my dad was coaching me. Like, we got to do better. And... The reason it happens more at football games, they they got to get more structure. And when I say structure, you go to a youth football game, if you everybody's on the field. Yes, there's no. So so what I used to do, what I used to do to because I I didn't coach youth football for my son, you know, so kind of separate. So but I would do the chain game. I do the chain game. But the the things you hear, and then what happens is, a lot of times what happens is uh, scrimmages are worse than the games because the scrimmages, it's not in a stadium. It's just on a field, and there's just parents, and they're sitting on their chairs, and all the dads are standing up, and they're yelling and whatever. But yet, when you get to the second half of some of these games, all of a sudden the parents will be down on the field. They're, they're yelling at the refs, at their own coaches, at the other team's coaches, and at the other team's players. Like, it's nuts. Nuts. I, I've been to quite a few youth games out here, and I would say half of them, something starts between the parents or, or the kids really get extremely competitive, and they start – they turn it into something. And I, and I, I actually talked to a couple teams like, guys, you guys got to understand, when you guys do this, you bring your parents in. The parents are going to get involved because you're the kids. Just play the game. But there's way too many people on the side. The worst part of it is who goes to a youth game with a, with a thinking, them, thinking to themselves, I need to have a pistol with me? Who goes to a youth game saying, I need to have a firearm with me? I don't know. That's the part that's it's disturbing. Well, then it makes you, like for you as the peacemaker, you're like, man, am I going out here and be the peacemaker when somebody's going to pull a gun Dude, out? literally, a few weeks ago, I literally was the peacemaker and... I look back at what just happened this past weekend in the su- a suburb of Dallas, Texas, and I'm like, wow. Like, this could have turned out this way. We got to do better. 
Like, we got to do better because it's a black eye for the sport of football, and these kids will forever be scarred because they witness this. Terrible, terrible, terrible. It's a, It's not even a, a, one, it's a youth game. It's not even a game. It's a scrimmage. He was 11 years old. I mean, like, what are we, what are we, have you, like, at some point you got to look at yourself and be like, what are we doing? You know? And, and look, I coach, when I coach AU basketball, I, I try and tell, like. I get it though, Doug. I get it. No, I, 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 like, I, I coach you sports and I'm not the calmest person. I'll say that. No. Um, anybody that, that's listening, that see me coach, they'll probably be like, wow, are you really talking? Like, I get confrontational. I'll be the first to tell you that. But I promise you, after that, TJ going to be a little different because it's just when you – it's not worth it. It's a game. It's not worth it. And and hopefully I can stick to what I'm saying. You get so competitive. But it's a game. Well, I, the there's an expression that goes like this. You're either coaching it or you're allowing it, right? And so I would say the challenges. And unfortunately, the, the crazy part about it is uh, the guy who got shot – was a coach, and then I think Keep Talib's brother was a coach as well, right? So supposedly, yes, right. So, so like we want to blame other parents, and there were other people on the football field, but like when your coaches are involved, that's a terrible look. But I, I do use it to try and transition as gently as we can to the Dallas Cowboys, where you watch Mike McCarthy's team, and they got seventeen penalties. And look, you can go, hey, this one penalty, or this one penalty, or this one. How much do you think that is to blame in terms of coaching and what you've allowed if you're McCarthy? Man, it's it's not Mike McCarthy's fault. He he shoulders some of the blame because he's a head coach. And so when these type of things happen, you got to take some of the blame. But number one, 17 penalties. I'm going to say probably two or three of them were unwarranted. It's... You got Mike McCarthy knows he's on a hot seat. The Dallas Cowboys don't win a playoff game. Mike McCarthy will no longer be a head coach in the NFL, and this will be the last time we hear of him. At least that's what I believe. How do you figure out a way in practice to prevent these things from occurring in the game? This isn't high school or college where we get a penalty in practice, we're going to run. Like, how do you police it? Guys have to be disciplined. They're grown men. And the Cowboys didn't play a ton of starters. They did not. So it's a bunch of guys fighting for a spot on the team. And they're probably doing a bit too much trying to earn a spot on the team. The starters aren't going to commit at least this amount of penalties, 17. It's a bunch of backups and a bunch of guys fighting to earn their keep. And – they're just doing a little too much, but I don't, I don't blame Mike McCarthy because they're grown men. We know, don't commit penalties. We know not to hold, roughing the pass or pass interference, whatever it may be. But when you're fighting to make the team, you really just go above and beyond, and you're like, huh, a penalty. You're hurting yourself, but you're really trying to help yourself. I don't, I don't blame him at all. Yeah, I, I think, I think it's one of those. There's, there's always going to be a group of people that don't like Mike McCarthy, and you're, you're. You're, it's not like you don't have enough ammo, right? Because the guy seemed like he butchered end-of-game situations, end-of-half situations several times over last year with the Cowboys. And considering his experience 
and all the time that he spent as a head coach in Green Bay and winning a Super Bowl, you would think he was prepared for those things. But I, it's fair to say, if you're using this against him to say he doesn't have control of his team, you, you just don't like Mike McCarthy as a head coach. If, and you're, you're what, do you, what do you do if you're Mike McCarthy? What do you do today? Today being Monday, you had a meeting. You probably had the meeting yesterday. What are you doing in a team meeting? Hey, guys, we got to uh, cut down on the penalties. That's what you do. You let them know. You make it a point of emphasis. Everybody has refs at practice now. It happens. They're grown men. You, what, you, what are you going to do? There's nothing you can do but emphasize it. And if they continue to do it, they won't play. And if they're the starters, it's like, ah, what am I going to do? There's nothing you can do about it for the people that understand how the locker room works. You're not going to get in the guy's face. You're going to let the team know we got to cut down on the penalties, and you hope that's what happens. So when, when we watch a preseason game, like what can we as fans take take from it? So like if I'm watching it, I mean, you always you find a guy you like. You get kind of a general sense of a team. But you're you're watching at a completely different level than the rest of us. What should we watch for? What can you take away when you watch a preseason game, especially when so many of the guys are actually backups, not starters playing? When, when I watch a preseason game now, I try to – if it's guys that I know, I want to see how they do. Um, some will send me film and say, okay, this rep, what happened? What did I not do? Or what did I – what could I have done better? But I'm really looking at the guys that are in a position that I was in fighting to make the team and should he have made this play? Uh, That's what I'm looking at is how were guys competing to make a team? Or if I watch Carolina, I want to see how Baker and and Darnold do competing with each other. I I don't – you don't really game plan for it. Coaches say they don't game plan. You do. No, it's – Preseason game one, we don't game plan. Uh, Every team I was on game planned. Very, very limited game plan, but you game plan. You're not just going out there winging it. Yeah, you you game plan. I don't know, guys. What are we going to run? I don't know, guys. We'll figure (laughs) out as we go. So you do game plan. Let's run power. Right. It's a limited game plan. And so you just want to see how guys handle it. Two minute. You're going to for sure get a two minute situation, even if it doesn't come up. Okay, we're going to go two minute this drive. You want to see how guys handle that. Can they think under pressure and stress? And and so I try to see guys that are 50-50 making a roster, how they perform, and and then the guys that I know what they could have done better and what they did really well. Okay. Um, Can we take anything from the Patriots and how they look considering they don't have a traditional offensive coordinator? I don't – man, this is just – it's odd. I, that it's what they're doing is odd. Okay, so so here's I, I'm just going to throw a hy- hypothesis out to you. Okay, look, everyone who's an NFL guy is like, man, this is not a recipe Doug. for success. But but wait, 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 hear me out for one second. Will we both agree that Belichick's been really good at what he's done for a long time? Very good. Okay, so if Bill Belichick has pushed the envelope of what to do, and this is what he thinks is the best course of action considering whoever was out there on the market for him to go bring in and run his offense or whatever, I, I don't know, doesn't he deserve the benefit of the doubt considering for 20 years he's been really, really good? Yeah, you give him the benefit of the doubt. He, he's earned that. That equity he's built, he's earned it. But say Matt Patricia's the offensive coordinator. Just say he is. 
he wasn't even good at being a defensive guy, and that's what he's supposed to do, be really, really good at. That's his calling card. I can call defense. He didn't do that well in Detroit. So now you're going to flip head coach in Detroit. But you know he was running the defense. You know yeah, he was but, running the but, defense. But the, the, Detroit, the same way if, Belichick if I, runs that defense in New England. That's fine, though. But if I'm going to if I'm going to be if I'm be fair to him when you're the head coach, you, the, the reason he failed in Detroit was he lost. He never could get the team like they they just didn't buy into his stuff. He walked but in there like he was he's just like all these Patriot guys. He walks in like he's Bill and he's not Bill. Defensively, and he gets laughed out of the they building. were trash. Defensively, they weren't very good. And so I have a hard time bringing somebody from the defensive side of the ball to the offensive side of the ball and say, you're going to be better on offense than you were at defense. But you got to – Bill Belichick has earned, I guess, the right to experiment. It just sucks if you're on the Patriots and you're Mac Jones. I know they're implementing the wide zone. Outside zone, right? And when you sit in meetings, that's not easy to block. You hear, okay, if they're in the odd front, this is how we're going to attack. We got to double to here and get pushed to here. This alignment. If they're in the even front, now it changes to this. They're in a bear. There's so many ways to block it. It's hard. It's complicated. In an outside zone, you really never run outside. It always cuts somewhere in the middle. Right, one cut. And so it's complicated. And it takes a lot of time to understand, to learn if you've never done it. And you're doing it with guys that are technically defensive coaches. They're probably implementing it because they know how hard it is to stop. I, I don't think it will end well. I feel sorry for Mac Jones and the guys on offense because he comes off that rookie year where he played really well. Mm-hmm. Just shows how good of a coach Josh McDaniels is because I believe the Patriots are going to struggle offensively unless Mac Jones is just a flat-out stud and he's better than he was last year, a lot better than he was last They're going to play defense, but they're going to get parked both times they play Buffalo. And it may happen when they play the Dolphins as well. We all have different areas, uh, different ideas about success. We achieve it at different times, different ways. As we strive for our reach our financial goals, we can't afford to make mistakes or go at it alone. Invest in your success. Invest with Stiefel Financial Advisor, Stiefel Nicholson Company Incorporated, members SIPC and NYSE. Will Lamar Jackson have that new contract before week one of the season? Find out next in the Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Truly ready for the new football season, right? Like, now you start to have it on TV. We got, what, uh, one more weekend before week zero college football games go, go off? This time of year, uh, once that first preseason game kicks off, you know, every weekend moving forward, we got football. Yeah. So I look forward to that. Uh, I really, it's that NBA Finals ends, that dead period of really just nothing on TV. But yeah, I really look forward to now every weekend until the Super Bowl, we got football. Adam Kaplan joins us, Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider, as we have one full week. Um, we have two teams with two games, but one full week of of preseason games. And let's let's start with the Lamar Jackson news, if we can, Adam. Where uh, now we have a deadline. The deadline being the regular season, they'll stop. They'll cease negotiations. This is his fifth year option, so they could still franchise tag him over the next two years, and even transition tag him in the in the third year. Um, what's your sense of how far apart the Ravens and Lamar Jackson are? They've tried, Doug, to get this done. <clears throat> Last year was really hard, although the, 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 the Ravens were sort of optimistic, talked to someone there. Last year they can get it done, but the complications still, and TJ can relate to this, not having an agent. Like The NFLPA is helping him, but in the end, it, you really need an agent who could push hard, and, and there's just a certain way that an agent could do what we call the dirty work and be the bad guy if you need him to. And that, to me, is what's holding this up. And they've exchanged proposals. The Sean Watson deal, the five-year fully guaranteed deal, is not an option for the Ravens. It's just work at, what is trying to find a comparable contract. He's clearly better than Kyler Murray, so it's got to be better than that. It's, it's, it's not easy to find that contract. 
it should be if it gets done. 43 to 45 million. Remember, we got a major rise in the cap in 23. The TV money hits. That's what an agent, if he had an agent, would point to. Like we're we're not taking less than a certain number, which should be 43 million and probably four years fully guaranteed, if not partially in five. It, no one's getting the Watson contract. It's like when Kittle did his deal, his, t- his his deal, which was historic. No one's come close to that in an extension yet. So what do you foresee happening, dude? If you know twenty three in twenty twenty three, the TV money is going to change the salary cap and what owners are making. I'm sure the PS told him this. Do you see him being franchise? How do you see this playing out long term? He'll never not be a Raven, TJ. To be honest with you, they love him. He fits what they want. He's part of the run game. Uh, he's improved as a passer. They're giving him a little bit more of that, as I understand it, uh, from training camp. And they want to open up a little bit uh, with him. There's still going to be a run-based offense. Not to you know mistake that, but he's going to be their long-term quarterback. They're going to, they'll make a final push. They'll make a final push over the last two weeks, the next two weeks, to, to try to get this. Actually, the next three weeks to try to get this done. And and sometimes, because the good thing is Lamar's gone on record, not just behind the scenes with them. He's gone on record saying that he will not negotiate during the season. By the way, the Steelers do the same thing. They actually have a rules of an organization. They will not negotiate once the season starts. In fact, they've gotten deals done when they played Sunday in week one, 24 hours before the season started. And because he's the quarterback, it puts a little bit more emphasis, uh, emphasis on trying to get it done. I expect to make a major push, a major push to try to get this done here. And I still think if it doesn't get done, it's because he doesn't have an agent. Because, uh, quite frankly, if he had an agent, it would have been done last season. But it's harder because you can't ask the player to negotiate for himself on a quarterback deal. Maybe other positions, but quarterback is a little more complicated. Um, help me out with this Tampa thing with Tom Brady. Yeah, we find out over the weekend that there's no there's no pending family emergency. Nobody's health, thankfully, is at risk here. This is this is a planned break, planned break in the middle of training camp. Now, TJ um, hypothesized that. What went down was his his wife's like planned a vacation, and then w- after he retired, and when they come when he decided to come out of retirement, they're like, "You can do whatever, but you're going to do that vacation." What what what's what's going on? This is this is I don't miss OTAs except for one year in New England, Tom Brady, and now he's taking two weeks off in training camp. What's going on in Tampa? Doug, it was wild. I actually was there Thursday uh, with the Dolphins in there for, for joint practices Wednesday and Thursday. You know, I noticed, I just happened to be at the field. I'm like, where's Brady? Why is he not out here? This is not, once they started getting into the teamwork with the Dolphins, I'm like, this is kind of odd. And talking to someone like, oh, yeah, yeah, we knew about this. But I'm thinking, if you knew about this, why don't you just announce at the start of training camp? This way there's no speculation. There's no, oh, well, he, no one will guess to try to figure it out what, what exactly he's doing. But it's still very odd. I didn't get a great explanation, but the people I spoke with, Seemingly overly confident that he will play this season and he won't miss a beat. But what I would tell you in response to that is, Doug, this is a guy who, who, who retired. We were surprised that he did it, although the warning signs are certainly there because I could tell you that he was telling players during their, 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 their lead-up to the final game last season in the playoffs, he was very sentimental at board, sounded like he might retire, and he did. But to come out six weeks later and come back, and then this, this is, you're right, this has been very odd. This is not normal for a guy who's very meticulous with everything he does. Speaking of 
Tom Brady's former team, the Patriots? And and I'm sure you've answered this question, or at least I assume you have. Why? Why why no offensive coordinator? Why guys who don't specialize on the offensive side of the ball, young quarterback, why? I, it bothers me, TJ. I'm so glad you brought this up. Ironically, I am driving to Foxborough today. They're having joint practices with the Panthers on Tuesday and hey, Wednesday. tell Bill and, I want to know why. Yeah, why? Well, <laughs> it's a great question. Now, a couple things that he does is he likes to have the smallest staff in football. His father, when he's at the Naval Academy, had the smallest college staff. They just believe smaller is better. I, I talked to a, a Patriots player they, when they found out in March that Matt Patricia – and Joe Judge will be kind of running the offense. Judge with the quarterbacks, Patricia as an overview. They were kind of skeptical. They're like, why would you do this when we really have not seen these guys working off? It's Joe Judge has been a receivers coach, and he certainly has some input. But back in 2009, when Josh McDaniels left to be the Broncos head coach, Bill O'Brien was the primary play caller. And at least this guy had developed quarterbacks. He had a feel for it with help from Belichick and Brady. This is kind of weird because it's Mac Jones' second season. I'm like you. I, I've not got a, a great explanation of why he thinks Matt Patricia could be the chief play caller here. It, it, it's just, and, and there's some good play callers out of work. I, I'm with you, man. It's very questionable. Now, you as a former receiver, could, how would this, like, if you knew that a, a guy who'd never been a play caller before, never really coached offense before Patricia, would be calling the plays, would you go to your head coach and say, well, are, you, are we sure about this? TJ would, for sure. I've done that before in. At times, you know, you think you're talking in confidence to the head coach. He tells the OC, not the OC wants to have a meeting with you. I did that before. I went to the head coach and I said something. He told the OC and the OC was like, hey, can you come talk to me in office uh, Tuesday? I was like, I wonder what he wants to talk about. He brings it up. I'm like, wow. But this is what's going to happen. That anything goes wrong. Guys, veterans on that team that play offense, they're going to take they're going to start talking in the locker room. We knew this BS was going to happen. And I don't know because Belichick scares people how that goes in the locker room cuz they're going to talk if things don't go the way it needs to go. It's going to get interesting how Belichick navigates through that because you got guys that are opinionated on every team, but Belichick seems to scare people. I I don't know how that's going to work. Well, Bill TJ will be involved in this. He's certainly going to be involved. He'll be an overseer like he was when O'Brien called the plays. So, but I still think it's foolish. I'm a big Belichick supporter, but this one, it, it, and it, and I will tell you, this is another interesting thing. So, on my training camp tour here, I've seen about 12 teams, and one GM said to me, "The media sort of overrates what they see in practice. Sometimes they don't know what they're looking at." But he goes. Over two weeks, the media says every single day the offense looks bad. They're probably right. That's not a good sign. Yeah. Um, any sense of if we'll know on the Deshaun Watson thing this week? Should be this week because based on the language in the agreement, it's supposed to be an ex- expedited process. It shouldn't be more than two or three weeks. And it, 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 Ironically, I'll be with the Browns uh, when they host the Eagles on Thursday and Friday. I, I would expect this to be done sometime this week. And it'll be interesting because they're, they're really backing Jacoby Brissett just from talking to Browns people, but they've never talked about what would happen if it was a full season. And I know there's a Cleveland Plain Dealer report about, well, if it's a full season, they would look at Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, if it's 12 games or more, they should really should be looking at Jimmy Garoppolo. Jacoby Brissett's a fine backup, gets you out of a tough spot in 4-6, maybe eight games at most. 
what we saw with Andrew Luck when he was out, I mean, you're asking, you're asking for a lot to do it a full season. And it'll be a minimum of 12 games. It's just a matter of will it be a full season. The, the whole thing, I don't know how T.J. feels about this agreement, being a former player, but to give Roger Goodell the appeal and, or he could have it or hand it off to somebody else, to me, it's just I'm surprised that the NFLPA agreed to that, but they didn't. It is what it is. We, we, we talked about this earlier. I, I don't like it, but there's so few guys that get in trouble. Are you really going to give up something that's important for the small percentage of guys that yeah. do something wrong? I, I, I say no. I was part of the – I was a player rep for six, seven years, and I sat in those meetings, and it's such a small percentage. Try not to put yourself in that position so that – the majority of guys that make great decisions don't have to give up things for the guys that make bad decisions. Yeah, oh, by the way, and, and I would also say on the 2011 collective bargaining agreement, what you just said is exactly what came out when Goodell still had a lot of the power. It was brought up to me by a couple of the player reps that they're not going to worry about a small percentage of players who don't do the right thing or alleged to have not done the right thing, and that, that goes to what you're saying. So this is really nothing new, but it is – it is kind of odd, but yeah, and obviously the Watson situation is so different than anything we've ever talked about on Fox Sports Radio. I, I've covered the league twenty years. I, I don't. I've never dealt with anything like this. What's been alleged, and let's hope we don't again. You know, we we, we saw Jalen Hurts get popped when he was well out of bounds. We yeah. we saw Zach Wilson uh, have uh, uh, what did he tear a little meniscal tear. Uh, on, on a on a on a cutback, we'll find out this week. But it's thought to be just a, a minor meniscal tear, um, and we'll get a further update on it. We've seen Sean McVay say, "Like, dude, I'm not playing any of my guys in the preseason. It's just not worth it." Have Have we gotten to that place where the rest of the league is going to fall in line? And let's just not even put any, especially our quarterbacks, in harm's way. Yeah, a couple things here, Doug. So when we went from four preseason games to three, if you remember when we had four preseason games, the starters almost certainly would not play in week one. A little bit in week two, TJ knows this. Week three is dress rehearsal. Week four, you don't play. Well, we don't have four games anymore unless you play in the Hall of Fame game. So what they're doing now is the Stars are playing week one, not week two. Stars will play a little bit in week three. It's kind of different, and not every team agrees with it. Now, talking to the Bucks, they're not playing their, their veterans in the preseason no matter what. They just don't think that they need to. And here's the other thing. These joint practices, particularly the teams that are playing in two of them, they're taking these as a dress rehearsal. Why play your, your starters? Nick Sirianni, the Eagles head coach, talked about this. They have back-to-back weeks of joint practices, the Bucks do. So they're, they're probably not going to play their veterans because these joint practices, you practice with your own players and you practice with the other team, and they're kind of like mini-games. They just don't feel like you need to stress your players more, particularly this time of the summer when you've been in camp for three weeks where players are pretty beat up and tired. We're trying to... We asked uh, Jeff Swartz this. So I'm going to ask you this as well. Mm-hmm. What team, many years, oh, this is going to be a really good team. You're you're just not sold on them. You you don't see what everyone else sees. That's a good question. It's funny because everybody's asking me in the sleeper team like the Chargers this year or the Vikings maybe. The team that I think is overrated, oh, boy, I would say the Dallas Cowboys. I, this, is, this division, TJ, is wide open. In fact, this is an unbelievable stat. No team has been a repeat winner in the NFC East, which only has four teams since 2004, when Philly won three uh, back-to-back titles, actually won 2 3 4 For whatever reason, it hasn't happened, but I just don't think Dallas is as good as people think they are. Yes, the quarterback's really good. 
you saw what happened when the Niners thrashed them in Dallas in the playoffs. I just don't think they're going to be as good as people think they are. Uh, the now, I'm, I'm not saying that the, the Bills won't win the, the AFC East. Look out. I was with the Dolphins last week. I'll be with them next week. The Dolphins are going to make a push against the Bills. Now, don't, do not underestimate the loss of Brian Dayball, their offensive coordinator, who was really the one who molded Josh Allen. That, to me, it's hard to quantify it. That would worry me a little bit because that's the guy who got it done. Well, it's, it's interesting with Dallas, all the injuries they have at, at wide receiver, right? They have C.D. Lamb, but, yep. but, but essentially no one else. Um, and uh, and obviously there's there's heightened expectations. We do know who's not going to win that division. That's the Giants, right? We're good. Yes, we're, they're, we're all, they're not, we're, it's it's wide yeah. open except for the Giants. That's, Bryce Young no, or CJ Stroud for the Giants. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, or the kid from uh, the kid with Kentucky, Will Levis. Uh, yeah, who's it? He might be the best quarterback. But one thing about the Giants, I know it looks ugly. Brand new schemes and offensive defense. That's a fantastic coaching staff. It's just going to take them a while. And plus, they have so many guys that are hurt, particularly uh, at at wide receiver. Galladay's not giving them much when you guys aren't playing. When you guys aren't practicing, Adam, great stuff as always. Uh, enjoy Appreciate enjoy New England, and make sure when when Belichick blows you off when you ask him why. <laughs> he's going, no, 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 this is Bill. This is not me asking. This is T.J. Hushmanzada is, hey, is hey, asking. Hey Doug, the last time I asked him a question was the '05 Super Bowl. So. Wow. Yeah, and he answered it, too. We, 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 we know what it said. All right, guys, I'll talk to you. That's, uh, that's the one only Adam Kaplan was. It was uh, Fox Sports uh, Radio NFL Insider. We can talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we can talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount, any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Um, you're going to love this, TJ. TJ, by the way, for people who don't know, gigantic Lakers fan. Gigantic. Okay. One of LeBron's former teammates says he's not done enough to be a Laker great just yet. We'll get the thoughts of TJ Hushman. People just hate. Hold on. We'll get to it next. Man. Patrick show. Fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Doug Gottlieb, TJ Hushman's not in for Dan Dennett. Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. All right, uh, we're going to get to Deshaun Watson. And he, he did have some comments which are interesting before that Initial appearance in the preseason for the Cleveland Browns on Friday. We'll, we'll play it for you. Um, but I wanted to get to this first. So, was it Channing Fry and Richard Jefferson have that podcast road tripping? You ever heard it? It's really yeah. good. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's good, fun stuff. Here's Richard Jefferson, of course, works for ESPN now, talking about LeBron James and his tenure with the Lakers. LeBron James has not done enough as a Laker to be on that list. LeBron's been there now. This is his fourth season. Right. Yeah. They've been there four seasons, be, two years. They haven't five. made fit, the start in the fifth, two years. They haven't made the postseason. One year they lost in the first round and one year they won a championship. But if you take that one championship and not that you take it out, but if you look at there hasn't been a consistent level of greatness, right? You can win a championship. That's great. But part of LeBron James being famous for being LeBron James, part of the Laker organization is consistent greatness. Not like, oh, one year you're trash, next year you're great. No, no, it's like, are you consistently those dudes? And it just hasn't intersected. So I wouldn't put him above above, above Wilt. Not yet. Okay, so he's talking about Wilt Chamberlain and the all-time Laker greats. Um, of course, Wilt wasn't a Laker his entire career either. Wilt only won one title as a Laker. And he wasn't um, the dominant 50 points, 20 rebounds, Will Chamberlain. So there's some validity to it, although there's also the lack of, I think, awareness in terms of uh, Richardson's understanding of who Wilt was when he was a Laker, right? It's not like Wilt was Kobe his whole career, et cetera. But you're a Laker, dude. Is LeBron an all-time great Laker? Yeah, he is. You Oh, if you take out the championship... You can't take it out. He won one. Like, <laughs> if I win a lottery, I have a lot more money than I have today. What and if you so, take out winning yeah, the lottery? Yeah. He won a championship. And before he came to the Lakers, <laughs> they were bad. We we weren't winning. We weren't winning. We had a lot of young players, but we weren't winning. And, oh, they won it in a bubble. Well, everybody else was in a bubble as well. They everybody else was in a bubble, 
And so he won a championship with the Lakers. LeBron is not as dynamic of a player as he was when he was younger, but who is at this point in his career? He's probably out. Him and Tom Brady are the best two athletes we've seen ever at their age playing as well as they're playing. I understand, but you don't you don't get the you don't get the benefit of at your age. You don't get the benefit of everything else you've done. He's a he won a championship. I understand. LeBron LeBron is LeBron plays for Lakers. He's still not a Laker. No, but when to me when you win a championship and you're a big reason why that team wins a championship no and that organization is the Lakers. When you think of the NBA. You ask any you ask any kid now who's the best player they've ever seen. They'll all say LeBron James. Well, yeah, he's been playing for like twenty years. They all say LeBron James, and so the fact that he won a championship with the Lakers when the Lakers were bad, he kind of brought us back to being relevant. That automatically makes you a legend. But the problem the Lakers have so many legends. So it's where does he fall? In the ranking of our many legends, I don't care where he falls. No, I, I the the ranking thing is dumb. Okay, the ranking thing is dumb because a lot of the guys who are making the rankings didn't actually see. The perfect example is what Richard is saying about Will Chamberlain, right? Like Will Chamberlain was not the same Will Chamberlain when he was with the Lakers and when they won a championship. Uh, he was it was at the end of the road uh, for his career. He won one with the Philadelphia Warriors, so there actually is kind of a parallel there to to, to LeBron. But I, I do think that there is a lack of, and this isn't what Richard was getting at, it's more what I'm getting at, is it still doesn't feel like he's a Laker. He plays the Lakers, he wears the Lakers jersey, I understand he's going to wear a Laker jersey for at least one more year, but it still feels very temporary, you know? I just, I and I, I don't want to be unfair about it, I know that Shaq, how many years did Shaq play for the Lakers? And then Shaq ended up playing for the Heat and the Suns, and the and the the Cavs and the Celtics, right? Plus, he played for the Magic beforehand. But for whatever reason, maybe it's because they won three titles. Shaq feels more like a Laker than LeBron does, even though LeBron was the most important player when they won the title. Number one, Shaq won his first title with the Lakers, and that could partially be why. I mean, Shaq and Kobe, they kind of brought the Lakers back. And, and when they win those three titles, it was Shaq and Kobe, Shaq and Kobe, Shaq and Kobe. And, and so LeBron wins his first title with the Miami Heat. It's just a little different. He's at the tail end of his career. Yep. And, and so that's why it seems different. He can change that. Now, if Anthony Davis can stay healthy this year, he can change that narrative. But what, I, what, what can what can they what can they change? But he, here's the thing: he I, can change Richard Jefferson's opinion for sure, uh, because you know he said, "Oh, basically, you know, they're garbage. They're okay. They're garbage. They're really good. They're garbage." That's basically what he said. Well, I mean, like again, it's it's one of those. Was it the median or the mean? Where you take out the high, you take out the low, and it's what's what's left. Is that the median and the mean? I well, yeah, I, you do I, that. They're I, still bad. That, that's I, yeah, that's kind yeah. of his, that would have yeah. been a better point, right? Yes. If you said like, all right, you take out the championship season, and then you take out their worst season, yeah, right. And then what do you have? You have 
one and one and done in the playoffs and no playoffs in in the in the other two years, and that wouldn't even by LeBron's estimation be be acceptable. I thought the thing that's crazy is you come out last week and you're like, "Hey, um, we're going to turn Russell Westbrook into a corner three point shooter because he actually shot those well last year percentage wise, and we're going to you know we're going to roll and consistently be competitive." Like, dude, everybody else in the West is better. So you expect. Russell Westbrook, who's played a certain way his entire career, to change. So now go be yes. PJ Tucker, Bruce Bowen, sit in the corner and wait on this pass. Yes, it's not gonna happen. I know it's not. He's played a certain way for way too long to try to change that now. Well, I I think they're trying. They're probably trying to use the Carmelo Anthony. Like, look, Carmelo did this, but. As, as much as Carmelo found a way to stay in the league for a couple years? It happened over time with Carmelo, though. That It well, happened at, over time. Carmelo was out of the league. Yeah. And he had to either I'm going to accept this or I'm going to be a spectator moving forward. Yeah, whereas it feels like Russell Westbrook's fighting. I, 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 don't, I don't see that happening. I, I don't see Westbrook just sitting in the corner waiting on AD or LeBron to pass him the ball. I, I, just, I don't see that happening. No. No, and and this time of year, everybody says, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah we can." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That game starts. That whistle's blown. Instinct. I'm Correct. used to having the ball. I'm attacking. I've done this, and, and he's and and look, whatever you think of Russell Westbrook now, Russell Westbrook in his own mind is still just like all of us, what he was five, ten years ago, which was an MVP, which was a tri- you know a triple double every game. Westbrook's probably training right now like, I'm killing him this year. He's training right now. I'm killing him. He, I'm working my tail but, off. But I'm about the, to show him. Here's the thing. He shot the ball terribly last year. It wasn't like he didn't work on his shooting in the offseason. He's just not a, good, not a good shooter. All right, coming up next, Deshaun Watson wants us to believe he's really sorry. Do we believe him? That's next in the Dan Patrick Show. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency and consistency scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality visit lazarusnaturals.com today lazarus naturals committed to improving your life as well as the world around you not available in idaho iowa or south dakota seaton what if i told you there's a bacon then there's number one thick cut tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon you must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way.